I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha podcast for round 5, 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who finally wants to come to the defence of one James Sisley. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, buddy. How are you going? Good, Look, um, I, I understand my, my love for Sisley has been well documented in this uh, on this show. We could, po- we could probably compile about three or four best old podcasts of you just mm. you know, sprouting your admiration for the great man. He's such a lovable rogue. <laughs> That's what I love about him. Uh, opposition players love him. Clarko loves him. You, you, the Hawthorne, everyone, opposition fans love him. He's just, <laughs> he's the guy you, you'd love to have a beer with him. You'd love to just go out for a beer with James Sicily, maybe anyone with a glassing, up to you, right? <laughs> but I'm going to leave to his defence this week. Yep. Okay, so he, he has been charged with uh, stepping on Sean Attlee. And I would just like the uh, match review officer, Michael Christian, like it's been sent to the straight to the tribunal. And I think... It needs to be Attlee who's charged for trying to trip James Sicily. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Second I saw it, I was like, that's a trip. That's a free and that's kick a, and a 50. Yeah, that, I mean, you're talking low dog acts, but people have got the wrong person. <laughs> Sicily is trying to get to position, right? Yeah, yeah. Attlee, he's, they're saying he's defenceless on the ground. <laughs> but if you look closely at the vision, and you know which vision... <laughs> proves our case if you go to the behind the goals <laughs> you'll clearly see what Atley does right and he, he makes it look like he's just laying there that's the fucking trick about this <laughs> that's what makes it he, so sneaky yeah he cleverly sticks his calf uh-huh. right into the stops of James <laughs> Sicily and you go you fucking dog I tell you what man I mean Sicily could have done an E you, you, you don't we're, like, we're lucky he can walk off the ground Maybe walk off the ground for a week or two or three, but, yeah. but we're very lucky that Sicily didn't go down in a in a, in a pile right there on the uh, on the half forward flank. Well, you, you you're right. It could have been so much worse. And then um, and then think of the applause that Sicily would have got as he got taken off in the oh, cart. I mean, he you would have done the thumbs up. Yeah, you would have you would have made a special trip. You weren't at the game, but you would have made it. You heard the noise like on the radio. Oh my God, Sicily's down. I've got yeah. to go back and pay my respects to the great man because this could be final game. You know what? I would have met him at the Epworth. <laughs> I would be straight to the hospital. I'd be like, "Sis, what can I get you, man? Do you want me to get? Do you want me to get Atley back for you? Because that he's he's a low rent human being. Like that could easily like you look and you, you think of your uh, Mitch Wallace, you know, snapping the leg. That could easily have happened to Sisley. Yeah, yep. Nathan he Brown. He falls on a broken leg. Yeah, that that kind of thing. Mm. Like that, that that's a career ender. Um, well, I've been yeah, I've been feeling for you ever since it actually happened yesterday afternoon when the uh, the, mm. the kangaroos towered up the mighty hawks. Yes, it was a it was a great victory. Jesus, I tell you what's enjoyable for football is uh, is a resounding Hawthorne loss. 
Because you were, what, nine goals down at half-time? Roughly, yeah. I think we got back to maybe three in the last term. But you know, I'm yeah. talking. You know, I'm I'm thinking now, Adam. I think I think the pundits and junk time itself needs to mm. offer an apology to the North Melbourne Football Club. You know, what I'm yep. thinking. Mm. I'm thinking three, Pete. That's what I'm thinking. Really, you putting you putting the kangaroos on the map? I will bet you five thousand dollars right now that North uh-huh. Melbourne will re- win <laughs> the next three premierships. That's that's a big call. I mean. Will Jared Waite still be there? Because did you know that Jared Waite is uh, 35 and people can't believe how well he's playing <laughs> at, the, at that age? No, they, they, did, they did a great job. And they've actually, I mean, they have. They have stunned the critics this year because people were saying, you know, they might be falling down the bottom of the ladder, but they've done very well so far. Full, yes, full, absolutely... full credit to North, full credit to Ralph the Ruth. I'm all over it. Yeah. No, they're, they're, doing, they're doing a fantastic job. And of course, it is. This Anzac weekend, or Anzac round, has just been spread out. We're, we're only, uh, what, two-thirds through? We've got two games to go. Oh, yeah, this of course. Is... We've got tomorrow night. We're recording this at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in uh, in Australia. So we've got the game tomorrow night, and we've got the big game on... Uh, uh, on Anzac Day. Uh, Essendon Collingwood, of, of course, obviously. Everyone get to get to watch Avengers um, before the game. That's the big yep. thing everyone's calling for. Go and watch that yes. film, and then you can head to the footy after that. Can I just point out, though, I know we're about to, uh, you know, talk about football on this Anzac Day weekend, and I just, I, I know you won't, but I just need to know, just, Michael, you can never compare footy to war. Oh, dude, are you talking about, okay. the, are you talking about the Brennan Goddard article? I, every fucking Anzac Day, they're like, you can't compare footy to war. Yeah, yeah. You just can't compare. I, I didn't even bother reading BJ's <laughs> uh, article, because um, I often... Like, I go to the Anzac Day games to make comparisons to war. And I, because I choose, like I say, this year, Collingwood, they're black and they're white. They're ISIS. Yeah, sure. It's the same, yeah, gotcha. it's the same yeah. colours. Yeah, guys, guys, <laughs> when I shivved Razor Ray, it got pretty bloody, okay? Yeah, that kind of thing. It, it's exactly like war. When a man, you know, when you're mate by mate, it, it, it reminds you of being on the battlefield. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but if I remember correctly, there was a Channel 10 broadcast of the Anzac Day game. It would have been a while ago now, obviously. And they did a big build-up, massive build-up, you know, the pre-game, the kind of, the, you know, that kind of five-minute kind of, you know, uh, black-and-white footage. And, you know, there's people looking off into the distance and then they, they throw to the panel and they've got Martin Flanagan there, Martin Flanagan, respected expert about football and history, you know, you, you want to, you want intelligence. You got Martin, Martin Flanagan right there, mm. and then one of the they kind of build it up. You know, Anzac Day, oh war, football, war, football, war, football, and they threw it to Martin Flanagan. And he just went, yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's never appropriate to compare football to war. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not watch the five minutes before? You fucking idiot. Yeah, I love it. We go well, to battle. We go to we go to we go to battle. We go to battle for two hours. We go to battle for two hours, and then if a cunt, if if another team offers me more money, I go to battle for that team. Like it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really work like that in war. <laughs> like yeah. no one's there fighting for World War Two in Germany. Going, oh really? Oh England? You want, you're gonna chuck me extra pay? <laughs> God save the Queen. <laughs> I think there might have been some people who did. Uh... Dude, they didn't Rommel. Didn't Rommel go to Scotland? Yeah, but they're not doing it for the pay. Like they're not going. Oh, they offered me a five. They offered me. They offered me eleven million over ten years. Yeah, uh, and they, then and they then and then Germany it. I gets. I they got him. Germany gets the, the gets the, gets the chance to to match the offer. That's not how. It <laughs> Everyone thought Rommel was going to GWS, <laughs> and he went to England. It fucking blew him away. Uh, no one had any what idea. Greater Western Spain is that how it works? 
That's where he was going. That's where they thought. Oh, the Heartland of football, Greater Western Spain. Yeah. Yeah, they were talking uh, about that. We turned back the clock this weekend, though. It was, you know what it was like out in, the, in this whole weekend? It, it's been like war. At, and I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that, but I, I just can't help draw those comparisons. Are you talking about a bit, like of, bit of biffo, bit of buffo? You know what? Lindsay Thomas's ability to be a complete low rat cunt across two teams, dude, is beyond uh, what I thought he was capable of. For a bump that you would have got away with a few years ago, surely. No, but he, he, he came. Did you know that wasn't classed as uh, intentional? It was classed as careless. So he has gone past. Shows the point. shows what a good actor he is. <laughs> <laughs> he meant intentional, but he went. I'm going to yeah. do the old Lindsay Thomas special, and it'll oh. be careless. And I'll like drop my knees a little bit so it looks like I'm going to get a free kick, and then boom, I hit in the face. Yeah, and stand up to be or not to be, my friend. Um, you, how so, many weeks do you think Lindsay Thomas will get? I don't know, man. Like, uh, I mean, uh, for one I can go this year, like the tribunal. Well, the the one man. Um, people are getting suspended, but they're not getting suspended for long. Like, I don't know. I I actually don't know what 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 would you give a Sicily? Seeing he does have like a suspension already this year, like a one week from um. For punching Selwood, which, in his defence... He didn't punch him, he dropped his knees Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, and it dropped his knee in his face, yeah. But in his defence, <laughs> so yeah, would okay. also 45,000 people at that, at that game that day. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that is very true. But yeah. I don't know, I don't know. What do you get for stepping on a calf? What do you get for, like, uh, the Lindsay Thomas move? Does he have a lot of weight on his um, uh, record? Doesn't matter anymore. They've dropped the loading. Here so they don't ever look at previous record. You know what? They have someone. This is the good thing about the, uh, the tribunal is it's not Michael Christian doing it because he knows about, uh, you know, Lindsay Thomas's past. He knows about James Sicily's past. So they get someone who has no idea about either of these two guys' history. Oh, okay. So it's very it's very difficult. They they've got to explain the game to them and, you know, like it takes like six or seven hours. But then because they are free of mind without any, uh, you know, history with these players, then they can make a very considered measured decision. Wait, is that true? No, no, it's fucking not. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Fuck, for a second I thought, like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? What happened to my beloved game? Yeah. But no, I like the idea, though. Different. I like the idea, though. Like, if someone, in, in back in the day, like, when people had a record, or even a reputation, like, if a David Reese jones walked into the tribunal, okay, mm. back then, or a Dermot Breton back then, yep. you were pretty certain, like, you know, people would know, oh, here they are again, you know, yeah. on another Monday night. Yep. Maybe they brought in people. Maybe that would have been an idea. Bring in people, get benefit, like a, a, a jury of their peers. So you have, say for Dermy, you have, you know, 12, oh, Reece Jones. <laughs> 12, 12 men and women with peroxide straightened blonde hair. Yeah, uh, bash people. Reese Jones, you have, you know, a bunch of people want to go and have a dart every half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and maybe that should be the idea. Oh, dude, dude, here's the idea. The okay. tribunal comes back full four, force, 12 people. Jury of your peers. We get to judge. Okay, you get picked for jury duty for the tribunal. Oh. How amazing would that be? be? <laughs> That'd be great. So you get to go down to AFL House on a Monday night. They Absolutely. Give you a feed. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Eddie, Ed, you got a Nando's right near there. Let's not forget that. And then we'll soon yeah. have a running track to work it off, too. So. <laughs> great. <laughs> that's a, two beds, one stone. So, uh, okay, so if he's come to the tribunal, because that, that already implies guilt, doesn't it? Would they ever be found not guilty? Well, Once they've gone to the tribunal, it's like activated a certain amount and it's the tribunal to decide how many weeks they get, isn't it? Yeah, but that doesn't mean the man's not innocent. I mean, I've seen the footage, Adam, okay? I've mm. seen the footage. 
Yeah. It goes past the ball. Yeah. It can never go past the ball. That's the one thing you always say to kids, don't go past the ball. I think that's what we need to encourage. We need to encourage a tribunal to go back to its roots mm. and have a jury of people's peers. Now, obviously, there are many players out there in the world who have no peer, and therefore, yeah. they're in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, say Trav was playing now, obviously, jury, yeah. peers, mm. people who love the Melbourne show. You would get oh. them on board, you get 12 men and women who love the mm. Melbourne show. Oh, or maybe, that, maybe that would be sucking up to them too much. Uh, it's it's a new theory, okay? I'm working on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to you got to you got to test it through. Well, what about? Do you think that? Uh, so, Lindsay Thomas, I think he'll get uh, three weeks for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I I reckon they don't like giving a heavier penalty than that for anything but a punch in the head. Nowadays. Yeah. yeah. So I what think did, that that's did, probably about fair. What did uh, McKenna get for the bite? That was three weeks, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, and Tom Bug got six weeks for uh, laying out Callum Mills last year. Yeah, 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 you, and and you need to be knocked out properly for for. A, oh a fuck six, yeah. yeah! Oh, yeah. you got to you know what you got to be out before you hit the ground. That's the special <laughs> one. That's that's the cool one. Like Sean Higgins. Oh. Did you see Sean Higgins go down? I did. Now I don't quite know where I stand on that one, and I'm taking the Hawthorne hat off for a while, which I've never done in my entire life. No, but I and, and I haven't seen enough. But did, was it a clash of heads or or was it? That's the big it, debate today. Like the, w- it was a head clash, and they're saying that Ryan Burton, who could bumped have into him, and he could have tackled, clearly could have, have tackled. Yeah, chose to bump, and that again, that's like going past the ball. Yep. If you go past the ball and choose to bump, yep. top of the shorts, Woo! drag him down. Yeah, double activation. Got to tackle around the hips. Didn't choose to do that, and then they're saying that he could not have known that what he did would end in a, a head head clash. So therefore, wasn't his fault. Huh, interesting, interesting. So that's that's their take. So that means you can bump anywhere now and whatever happens to the head afterwards, you could say, well, I, you know, you've already set a precedent. I didn't know that that was going to end up. <laughs> like when I stood on his face, I didn't know that it was going to, you know, drag his eyeballs out of his skull. <laughs> I was just I'm going no, for I'm, the ball. Hey, man, I'm no <laughs> doctor. I ain't, I ain't book smart. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm just a footballer, man. The only thing I thought about the uh, Higgins bump was the fact that he had had a baby the day before, uh, the, the morning of. The morning of. And morning therefore, of. I was actually more concerned getting knocked out that he may not mm. remember the uh, the birth. So that was my main concern when I found out that he got knocked out. Yeah, but okay. To that, and this, you know, everyone says that the birth of your child, your first child, I, I don't even know if it's his first, your birth of your child is one of the most um, joyous occasions in your life. He gets to have it twice now. Oh, like kind of you get to watch the video again. Yeah. Oh, really? He's, he's, when he comes to and he, he wakes up and they're like, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a bit groggy here. And they go, but you had a baby. On. Did I? Oh, <laughs> fuck. Like, oh, he did that. He did that this morning. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's going to have CTE and not remember who the baby is in 10 years because of this bump. But that's not the point. No, he got to have a fun time twice. Yes. So he was out before he hit the ground. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think two North guys went down in about 30 seconds. Not even that. Like, it was carnage. Yeah. Carnage, Eddie had. Carnage yeah. at him. Well, and then another uh, player. So, uh, this player is Cameron Zerha, who's a new North Melbourne player. He pushed David Mirror into the fence. Low and dog. He pushed him really hard. Yeah, low dog. Low dog. Those fences cost a lot of money. So, low dog. Low dog. You're always defending the LED screens, aren't you? Well, I wonder, like, is there kind of some kind of insurance policy? If you do, if you do purposely push a player into the fence, 
Are you yeah. covered in that regard? Like, if that fence broke, what's the insurance thing we're talking about here? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, if, if, I, if I, if I, like, if we're walking around the MCG, or no, mm. we're playing on the MCG, yeah. and I, and okay, we're charity. We're doing it for charity. We're doing it okay. to raise money Which, to to get more stubby holders. It's a charity. Yeah, <laughs> charity. <okay. event. laughs> yeah, the junk time charity. And you go up for a mark, and I just tunnel you like a motherfucker, and it's wet. <laughs> And I just okay. and I, I just shoved you into the fence, and I just dri- yep. and I yep. went knee first because I'm good. At, I'm good like that. I'm good like yeah, that. Okay. And you yeah. shattered the Coca Cola uh, uh, sign. Uh-huh. Am I liable for that? Oh no, that that that's my fault. <laughs> I should have been prepared. Yeah, you should have been looking eyes in the back of the head. Yeah, you should have been aware yeah, of your surroundings. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I should have known where you were. I shouldn't have uh, put myself where in a position I was, to at be all tunnel. times because I'd, I'd forewarned you that you were in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. You were like Chambo. The Chambo train's coming. Hey, yeah. Uh, Chris Scott said. Uh, he said here. Uh, sorry, Brad Scott. Clearly, players have a duty of care to each other, hmm. but the AFL has a duty of care with where fences are placed. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Mate, it wasn't like there was just a random fence in the fucking centre square. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure fences uh, have been around grounds for as long as we've been playing footy. Yeah, and there were some. Like, I mean, people back in the day, I reckon about 95 or so, I think Richo did a knee up at the SCG, and people talk about the fence being too small or the gap between the line and the fence being too small. And I that think the SCG actually made uh, made the ground even smaller after that. Yeah. You know what I love, though, is a vision from, like, the 50s and stuff where the, the uh, crowd Oh, the crowd's on the boundary. The yeah, they're on the boundary. It's like seeing fucking courtside at the fucking <laughs> LA Lakers. It's like... but. How good would that be? So say you've just tunneled me, and I'm landing on a, a You're lady taking with out a, twelve you, bowler hats. <laughs> How good, fucking good would that be? And like on a wet day, you're kicking a ball off the off the side of the boot, just straight into some guy's right, at, knock his pipe out of his mouth. You look at some old games like uh, at the MCG, like when it's kind of half a stadium, and everyone's on the boundary. It's like, dude, you know, there's shit's going to happen right here. <laughs> But I think the rule, because I think we talked about last week about the um, the players in uh, the new Perth Stadium who got hurt falling into the fences. Oh, yeah, Zach Tui and Mark Blixer. And I yes. think the rule is it's five and a half metres. And so that has to be the gap between the line and the fence. Five and a half? That's a lot. I would have thought it was much less than that. Well, I mean, it can't be much less by the fact that it happens a bit, doesn't it? You know, it happens a fair bit. And also, well, that is true. Um, and so Brad, I imagine, is, is saying... We need to bring in the fence, like, what, 15, 20, maybe? Yeah, probably. Oh, for wet weather football, too. We need to make sure of that, like, you know, people are sliding. Or do the AFL need to, you know, when uh, the umpires go into the rooms before the game, you know, say good day, check the boots, do they need to say, hey, uh, today there's a fence just outside <laughs> the boundary line? You've probably seen it, but we thought we'd just we'd, we'd bring it up again, just, you know, as a, as a, as a duty of care. Or, Adam... Let's maybe think about this a bit differently. Back in the day when you talked about them having people on the boundary line and there were a bunch of people just kind of sitting there on the line, now what yep. would you rather run into or jump yeah, into? This is a very, very good call. A fence or would you yeah. rather dive onto a pool of people? I imagine, <laughs> I imagine <laughs> yeah. you're going to get less hurt by jumping into a pool of people. And we get people uh, who, like Colin Sylvia, have ballooned out a little bit. So they're a little... <laughs> They're a little softer. <laughs> so you get Lance Whitnell, he'll take up the pocket. <laughs> and also, if it bounces back off Lance, it's play on. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think that's actually fair enough. Yeah, bounce off the fan, yeah. it's play on. Yeah. 
Oh, dude. Is, have we hit upon two junk time ideas in one episode? A, jury of your peers, and B, yeah. get rid of fences. Now, this is a big episode. This is momentous. Gilly fucking listening, mate. Finally. Yeah. Of course he's listening. <laughs> he knows, mate. He knows. He knows. But uh, can can we just say uh, it was it was a great round of football. We had some tight games, and it was very hard mm-hmm. to tip this weekend. But uh, uh, it was pointed out to us by Jesse on Twitter that Rodney Ede called the Port Adelaide Geelong game an eight point game in round five. In round five. In round that five. is that's reserved for <laughs> round eighteen and beyond. You're right. Is that a is that a brand new record for for? Calling the eight-point game round five. I've, I've never heard it that early. I've got to say, I'm doing the shark hand to you right now through Skype. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard of the eight-point game at round five in a season. You know what? I'd like to see someone, like a coach, before round one, yeah. say, it, the boys know it, this is an eight-point game. <laughs> if, we, if we don't lose it, if we don't win this, we are two games outside the eight, not one. Oh. God. Our season's our season's cooked. I love it. I love it. In the JLT, do you reckon? One day for Eight the coach to chance. walk out, walk out to walk out to the huddle at three quarter time. He goes, boys, <laughs> isn't that point game? <laughs> yeah. Or like international rules. We could be mowing next year, mate. Yeah. You don't know about. It. <laughs> so Rocket's gone a little bit early, but uh, it was it was a very surprising win by Geelong. I would have thought. Uh, yeah, let me think. Over there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, a few upsets, yeah. And, um, okay, good uh, Q-Clash, by the way. It was a fantastic Q-Clash. And also, a tight game, Swans and Adelaide. That's all. And, and obviously, the, I, mean, I mean, actually, probably the biggest performance of the round was um, the Saints, Saints and the Giants. Yeah, the draw at Etihad. Now, Adam, mm. free kick or not free kick? Uh, in, in real time... I would say it wasn't a free kick. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, what, what are your thoughts on it? So this is the uh, Jake Carlo uh, mark at the very end of the game. The siren goes about two seconds later. He should have marked that, by the way. He dro- he dropped it. He did he have hands the, on it. He yeah, dropped yeah. the bloody soda. Yeah, yeah. No, I reckon. Yeah, no. In real time, yeah. I, wa- I mean, I only watch it in real time. And I, you only watch things in real time. I mean, I want to get the real idea. Okay. Like yeah, when when, yeah. I, when they do a goal review of the game, I'm keep on saying, "Hurry up, full speed, full speed." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this slow mo. You you speed up slow mo, <laughs> so it becomes so it becomes real time. Um, but I reckon, yeah, real time. Oh fuck, I'm torn. Um, fifty fifty. Paid sometimes, not paid sometimes, because I think the chopping of the arms free kick gets paid a bit and not much. This yeah. one's a bit more bit more around the neck. But I yes. think um, those marking contests, they're a bit loosey-goosey sometimes. I'm putting the AFL oh, on you know, notice. You know, you, but sometimes, mate, sometimes you just got to put the whistle away. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, if it wasn't tied scores with that much time left, then, yeah, I think the umpire had to whistle in the back pocket going, I don't want to offend the members of the GWS. Oh, dude, they'll be after me. They'll be after yeah, me. You don't, want to, you don't <laughs> want to face them. Steve will be after me. Streaming, <laughs> streaming out of Etihad Stadium. <laughs> like, they would whew, they'd tear the joint apart. <laughs> Melbourne's burning yeah. on us. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the GWS fans evening. have gone crazy. Uh, in, in the in the Q clash, did you see Dane Sor- Dane Zorko refused to shake hands Would with Tuke Miller? Hands. Now, do we have an update on what actually happened? Like uh, he just so Miller had tagged Zorko, kept him to like fifteen possessions, I think. Like really took him out of the game. Yeah, gotcha. and he went up to shake his hand after it. He said, "Fuck off, mate." Yeah. Wow. That. That deserves a couple of weeks. Like everyone knows, you you shake hands, then you go out for a, you have a beer after. Always gonna have a beer after. Yeah. 
I don't care who you are. Even if you bash a hoolie and you're Muslim, you got to have a fucking beer after the game, <laughs> mate. Because we're playing footy and you're mates. You know, you're, you're not mates on the ground, but once you cross that white line back over it... You're mates again, yeah. You've got to have a bloody beer. Yeah, it's yeah. like war. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's not war. And then uh, after you have the beer, you go out for dinner with your direct opponent mm-hmm. and you just get to know them better. That's why I don't think there's enough of that in football. Like, you know him on the ground. You know that, uh, you know, he wheels around on his left, he plays on, he's got no right boot. You know that about him. But, you know, what does he read? What does he watch? What does he do in his own time? I mean, the only problem being, like, you're not living too far away from each other in reality. So, I mean, you can show a few little, you know, hot spots to each other in terms of, like, you know, this is the thing I like. Oh. But, but like, I figure, I figure dudes in those areas would be pretty much across, like, you know, they're not far from each other, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. So maybe um, does does Dane Zorko give Miller a lift back to the Goldie? Well, I mean, if anything, it would have been kind of shake your hands, not only mm. uh, for admiration of how you played today, but also like, mate, the 2018 Commonwealth Games. Oh, top notch job. Like? You did Australia yeah. proud. You did the world yeah. proud. You did the Commonwealth proud. You did the Queen proud. <laughs> I just want to shake your hand in the middle of the gather. Yeah. Just to say, hey, Borby is, is, is top notch in my book. Yeah. And uh, I mean, also, too, uh, your, your Queenslanders, like your Queensland footballers, you got to stick together. No, nah, mate, you've got to get around that... each other. You've got to get around yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think uh, Zorko doing that has probably destroyed football in Queensland yeah, it's for at least a decade. Tarnished, yeah. It's tarnished, yeah. And, People will remember it. Yeah. Like they'll be like, do you want to go to the footy? You're like, oh, there's pretty bad sportsmanship after games up here. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've, I'm getting word now, like um, over the last couple of days, but um, there was a 21-gun salute uh, in mourning at the shooting range at the Surface Paradise Shopping Centre, which is, uh, <laughs> okay. you know, they don't, they don't normally do that kind of stuff unless it's no, a Bucks no. party. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the 4D cinema up there closed its doors because they were like... <laughs> Because even though they've found a dimension that no one else knows about, <laughs> they just went, we can't go on if yeah. Dane Zorko and Tuke Miller won't shake hands post-match. Yeah, King, T- King Tut's putt-putt, they shut the 13th <laughs> hole because it's uh, unlucky, obviously. <laughs> Did you know that uh, Hogsbread took Curly Whirly Fries off the menu? <laughs> They just said curly whirly's fun, and uh, yeah. what those I mean, guys did wasn't fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Candyman saw it, and he and <laughs> and and for that that entire evening, he only had uh, seven women in bikinis on leashes, and that that's a, that's a yeah. mark of respect. Oh, mate. his penis candy. was at half mast. He just he couldn't get an erection because of that game. Oh God, Goldie, love it. I love it. What do we do it. with the bulldogs, mate? What do we do with the bulldogs? Well, someone there was a headline I saw. It's not a it's not a hangover. It's a it's a bender. It's a bloody bender. It's a bender. They got. I don't know though. A fucking bender's fun. Like if they, <laughs> like if you look at it. If you look at it, two year bender, not that bad. When you look at benders yeah. over the years, yeah, like yeah they've, they've well, still got a good seven, eight, nine years before it will really impact their health. Well, before we sit them down and, and have an intervention. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. And say, yeah. hey, you, yeah, you, you're hurting your loved ones. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're tearing apart families. I mean, um, yeah, uh, Peter and Susan, they, 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 they haven't talked for years. Oh, mum and dad. Yeah, nah, they're, they're, they're doing it tough, mate. They're doing it tough. Yep. Dad won't even let mum into the house. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pretty big win by Frio, because, I mean, again, Frio were under the pump this year. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, 
with their um, with their coach Adam. Um, but they were doing a restumping. They were doing a bit of everything. Hey, I want to ask you about Carlton. Uh, headline in the paper: um, They know what they're doing. Oh yeah. Oh now, yeah. There is no team more. Uh, could you say more solid? Just with they know exactly when we go out there, we are like. Guys, this is going to be an honourable loss, okay? I want you to tackle. I want you to miss targets. But when they say they know what they're doing, do they mean like, we know what we're doing. We're getting the number one draft pick this year? Is that what they mean? Look, I know you mock. I mock. But we are on a path, my friend. It's, it's, Michael, it's the little green shoots. That's what we all look for. That's what I go to the footy for, to see the green shoots. You know, just to see. Guys, um, you know what I noticed on Saturday? Synergy. Well, I mean, not too bad. I mean, the Eagles are a great team, and like you, you know, you got to, you were competitive for you know a lot of the game, and only went down down by ten. Like that's a fair effort. And finally, we got to see our big forward Harry Harry Mackay got and out. And by there fair and... effort, I mean like the way you pat an eight year old on the back when they just lost by hundred points ago. <laughs> yeah, fair effort. Put a smile on your doll. You get a participation trophy. It's all be it's, fine. It's getting. We'll go to the pa- to we'll that... go to the pancake parlor. You think Brendan Bolton took the whole team to the pancake parlor <laughs> afterwards? Yeah, he gets junior meal there. It's like, oh, g'day. Gee, Willikers, mister. It's getting to the point where I can't see us winning a game. No, dude, I don't be scared. like that. Buck up, mate. Buck up. Buck up. You'll win no, you one. F- You'll win no, you one. Fuck up. No, uh, we, we've got the Western Bulldogs this Friday night. So, that, I mean, that the AFL, geez, they know their scheduling, <laughs> don't they? Like, <laughs> if you want a fucking blockbuster. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Then you have the teams that are, I'm going to say, I'm just quickly looking up the ladder, 18th and 16th. I mean, that, this is a 12-point game. Because <laughs> if Carlton win this, we could we could jump to 15th. <laughs> I didn't even realise that. We could be a top 15 side if we win this. <laughs> well, dude, if they if they talk about bringing in the final systems like they, they're going to do next year or something, like, you, could be, you could win the flag from 15th now. That's a very good point. So we just got to... That's, that's what we need to do is just time our run because everyone says it's all about how you play in September. If we can hover with maybe three wins... Yeah, if you can fucking nail fucking late April. <laughs> yeah, this is the time. So, yeah, obviously it's going to be a, a very, very crowded um, uh, Eddie Had Stadium come Friday night and people, they'll just turn out in drives. It's going to be huge. Hey, um, can you tell me about uh, Gibbo's new career, Josh Gibson? Um, yeah, well, I mean... He just does so much, Josh Gibson. Where do you start? I mean, you know, he was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. We, yeah. You loved him as a footballer, didn't you? He was Mr. Third Man Up. <laughs> yeah, in the uh, Tucker Trials. Yeah. But uh, so he's, uh, there was an article in the Herald Sun this week talking about Josh Gibson and what he's up to uh, post-football. Mm-hmm. And he's begun a new career in camp drafting. Now, can you take me through camp drafting? I don't really know much about it. To me, it feels like okay. draft camp, and he started up some kind of alternative draft camp for AFL players. Yeah. Well, he says here he was invited to watch a camp draft competition, and he never looked back. Didn't look back. He said I, he uses it to channel his competitive energy. So here's camp drafting. Now, it's, it's horse-based, okay? You need, you need a horse. That's step one. If you're gonna, if any of our listeners out there want to get into camp drafting, get yourself a horse. And I'd probably buy the horse first before you find out what it is. So if you are listening, pause it, get yourself a horse, and now you're back in the show. All right, so you got your horse. Okay. 
So here it is. Uh, as so, it's it's a solo sport. You know, it's not a team. So you're out there, you're on the horse, just not you tandem. And the so horse. like not like two or three people on the horse, just one person on the horse no, at all no, times. Yeah, I mean there okay. may be there may be tandem uh, camp drafting, but I haven't I haven't seen it yet. Hey, mate, we've had our idea under wraps for a while. Let's not just you know <laughs> lift the lid right now. So uh, he says, your job. I know. Imagine this is in an arena. Uh, of some sort. He says, your job is to cut one away from the mob. Oh, this is a cow. So you've got to chase a cow. Sorry, fuck. Pause again. Hang on. Don't pause yet. Get yourself a cow as well. So you're going out to bite. you got a horse. Wait, am I riding a horse or a cow? I'm not sure. You're riding the horse. You're chasing the cow. All right? So pause. Okay, gotcha. Yep. And you're back. Okay, so you got your horse. you got your cow. Right. Perfect. So your job is to cut one away from the mob. Oh, so it's a mob of cows. Fucking hell. All right. Go buy some... Okay, pause. You're going to need to pause again and go buy a bunch more cows. I don't know how many. It's not in here. But, um, okay. And you're back. All right. So you got your horses. you got your cows. Your job is to cut one away from the mob. Get it up the front. I don't know of what. Block it a few times. Y- yeah? You with me? I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I've got actually got... We'll keep going, but I've got some breaking news right here. But, yeah, keep going. Keep going. Okay, okay, this is big. Uh, so you get up the front, you block it a few times, you call gates. So you call gates, gates. Where, they open, where they then open the gates to the arena and the aim is to steer the beast, this is his words, not mine, you steer the beast through a figure of eight course and steer it through the gates to score. So, so you've, got a, you've got a corral. Here we go. This is his football knowledge coming in. A cow... Through a figure eight course and steer it through the gates to score. And how do you make money out of that? Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> hey, if you sorry. become the best camp drafter sorry. in the world. Yeah, sorry, man. Sorry. I fucking bullshit. I know, I know on Fox that we got um, Camp Draft Channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fox Camp Draft. <laughs> I love that. And of course, uh, there's, uh, there's uh, Camp Draft Draft Radio. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Have yeah, you not watched the, that Sunday night comedy show, Cows, Cows, Cows? Yeah, perfectly, with the uh, the A for Footballer plow, of course. Yes, perfectly. yes. And John Longmire is the host. Oh, dude, Hor- horse and plow. Horse. <laughs> and then uh, Brent Guerra is down there because he just figures you can probably gamble on it at some point. <laughs> uh, but Gib- oh, Gibbo, also, Gibbo also says it's a tough sport. So you didn't think it was tough. This is what I don't like about your attitude so far with Cows. No, dude, I'm, I'm all accepting of it, yeah. Okay, he says it's a tough sport because you've got three minds you've got to think about, okay? You've got your own, your horses, and the and blonde the model that you go no, out mate, with. No, mate, No, sorry, I went early. The I went cow. early. I went early. You went early. So you've got to think about, not, not just yourself, uh-huh. you've got to think about what, what's a, what the fuck's a horse going to do? Yeah. What's a cow going to do? Fuck, it's a lot going on. I can't even, I, I can't, I'm, I'm tired just talking about it, and Gibbo's on a horse Thinking about what the horse is thinking and thinking about what the cow's thinking. Hey man, um, I don't know. What was your breaking? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I actually got distracted. I'm sorry. I mean, I do love yeah, camp draft and um, but I I feel like you're gonna feel this the worst. Um, there's some news here from um, AFL.com.au. Kind of came through while we've been recording. Okay. And uh. Oh, geez. Adam, I, I just want to tell you right now that um, after 
17-season tradition. Um, the Ross Glen Denning Medal will no longer be presented at West, West Coast Eagles and Fremantle Dockers derbies. Derby. Um, uh, we do derby, they do derby. Shit, man. Um, I mean, I, I, that's why he's shocked. Yeah. Um, they say why? Has something to do with sponsorship. Uh, let me think. While the trophy wouldn't... Oh, there are, oh, God. The trophy will no longer be presented to the winning team because of changes to Brewer CUB's sponsorship deal. I'm sorry, man. I had to tell you, like, live. I, I feel bad. I feel bad. I oh, know. you. Well, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, Adam. Come on. Come on, Adam. Well... I, I was going to tell you that, that Gibbo is soon moving to Sydney to launch a new skincare brand, Thank Goat. But I, I just feel like... It, it, it feel, that feels like a stupid, makes, a, a stupid thing to say right now, like a pointless well, thing to say. Well, it, makes me think, it makes me feel like the skincare brand, Thank Goat, is pointless. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean anything now just because of this news. Like, it makes it sound like the stupidest fucking idea that Gibbo's ever had. And that's just because... We've heard that there's no more Ross Glendening medal. Quite here is, from um, Paul Hazelby, four-time winner of the Ross Glendening medal. Um, Four-time? Yeah. Out of 17? He's uh, 17 years. Oh, 17 uh, years, 34 Extremely games, disappointed. The mm. best player in each Western Derby will no longer receive the accolade. I mean, fuck, he's got to be hurting. He's got to be hurting. Well, it means nothing. You just, I'd go down to the Swan River and just throw him in. Like, yeah. Yeah, what's the point? A fuck? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, just. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, I wasn't expecting this. I know we're, we're we're lost for words. I mean, and it has broken literally while we've been recording. Like the idea that that you know, I mean, uh, Ross Denning, great player, obviously North Melbourne um, Eagles champion, Brownlow medalist, mm. Um, mm. the one of the few people that converted from fullback to full forward. Um, but to think that Paul Hazelby's hurting, if I, I like to think in the football community, if Paul Hazelby's hurting, we're all hurting. Yeah, that's a very, very valid point. And the idea to think that, that there may not be a medal or a or a trophy even at a at a derby, um, yeah, that that hurts deep. That hurts deep for the football community. If if anyone is listening, if you're at home, maybe just put put your medals out. Yeah, put I'd your say. medals out. Put your cups yeah. out. Um, get get around each other. I mean, yeah, that's all we can any, encourage here at Junk Time. Yeah. If anyone out there has won a Glendinning medal, yeah. who's listening to the show, yeah, I mean, put it you out. know, go back to that cash converters and get that medal, <laughs> and you know, it's, yeah, it's. I mean, as Hazelby says, quoted here, it's a massive tradition. It's a seventeen-year-old tradition that none of us can name. <laughs> the last person who won it. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit! Fuck, man. Okay. You don't think they? You, oh, see, you, see. Okay, you say that as this is your eastern state uh, snobbery coming out. Oh mate. yeah, mate. If yeah, you, I'm a fucking I'm one of the Bondi billionaires, am I, mate? Yes. Up here in our yeah, broadcast yeah, studios, it, hey? Yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. Oh, we don't care about, it. mate. If you're at, uh, say, you're at the cot on a Sunday arbo. Oh yeah, lovely and, beach. Yeah, Nando's yeah. right nearby. I've yeah, well, you're at the pub. <laughs> I've eaten at that Nando's. I eat you're a lot of Nando's. <laughs> Yeah, I'm picking up that. You're at the pub at the Cottesloe, right? It's yep. Sunday afternoon sesh. Great yep. session. Yeah, having a great and time. Smash the glass. Stab the bouncer in the neck. Uh, that's what you mean, right? No, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Go on. And a Ross Glendinning medalist walks in. 
Ooh. Pub goes quiet. Like 200 people just boom. They like, that's, is that four time, is that Paul Hazelby? Did he win? He won four, didn't he? One, two, three, four. What's that? Oh, that's. Uh, so you, you say that the people won't remember who the last one was, but that, uh, I'm just going to pick you up on your uh, Eastern, Eastern Seaboard snobbery, mate. Okay, cool, mate. No worries. Um, who won the last uh, Ross Glendenny medal? Just off the top of your head. Uh, it was definitely Nat Five. <laughs> oh, I reckon you're probably not far from. Why don't we actually head into the? No, he didn't. He didn't have a good uh, year last year. Maybe I reckon actually probably West Coast would have won it last year. I'll go. Matt Prittis was the uh, the previous, the last one to win the Ross Glendenny. Okay, why don't we do uh, a thing we've never done before and head into the history of the Ross Glendenning medal? Yes. Uh, Shannon Hearn won it last year. Damn it! Uh, after Josh Kennedy went back-to-back. Back. Not too far from, in round three, 2016, Matt Prittis won it. Now, there was a controversial one where Ross actually overruled the judging panel. Here we go. In round five, 2003... I remember it well. The five mm. media selectors... We were both at the game. The media selectors yep. chose Ashley uh, Sampy as the preferred recipient, but Ro- uh, Glenn Denning overruled them and <sighs> awarded the medal to Michael Gardner. Wow. Wow. And you know why that was? Is because uh, uh, Glenn Denning was... <laughs> we can't speculate <laughs> as to why Michael Gardner would win a medal that he didn't deserve. Now, let's move on to a legend of the game. Speaking of Ross Glenn Denning, a, a man that was probably coached, uh, who coached Ross Glenn Denning, Ron Barassi. There was a um, an article in the paper this week, Ron Barassi's 65 best moments and it was to mark 65 years since his first VFL game and are we are we getting close to the end of Ron Barassi why are we why are we doing all this no no I think a bit of fun from the Herald Sun going through moments and like um and we were talking about earlier like you know he would imagine you'd imagine he would be like the biggest thing in Melbourne back in the day like when um he was at his uh prime in uh I mean you think about it like there was in the 60s yeah 1961 I think there's a moment here and in his career, it was the first time Melbourne hadn't made the grand final. Yeah, they had an amazing streak. And it's kind of, uh, you know, anyone for our age or younger to just go, Melbourne were in grand finals Absolutely, regularly? yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fascinating uh, idea to think of them as a powerhouse. So, so in this article, they've got his 65 best moments. His best moments. Now, we're not going to go through each one because that, that would take forever. And mm. we're a podcast. We like to keep things tight and, 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 and sassy. I like one here, uh, number 21, Melbourne Lee. Oh, we're uh, not going to go in order. We're not going to go in order. What's going on, well, mate? Well, we can't go from one to fucking 65. There's one that caught my on. eye. Um, he leads yeah. Melbourne in one of the pioneering matches played overseas with games in Hawaii yeah. and San Francisco. Now, Do you reckon I, that was just part of his just going, oh, I've got to get out of Melbourne, mate. Well, I don't I'm, know. I'm I don't, too, bloody, too bloody famous. I don't know the time frame of that, but like, um, it's pretty revolutionary if that was like, you know, like 1970s or whatever. I'm not really sure what the time frame was, but I don't have a memory of that happening in well, my life. Well, it says here, it says here leads Melbourne. So he's playing for Melbourne. He hasn't gone to Carlton yet. So that must be, uh, that would be the 60s. Oh, no I way. I guess. Huh. Oh, dude. San Fran in the fucking 60s. Look out. Oh, he's fucking. High as a kite. <laughs> Ron's gone over there. He's gone. He's gone. Uh, the, what's it called? The um, what's it called? The thing of love. Uh, summer of love. Nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, yeah gotcha. he's I'll over there. What, Ronnie's up there. What is it? The Castro <laughs> district. Oh, come on, Ronnie. No, no, he would have been hate Ashbury. Good Just, time, Ronnie. Uh, yeah, he's getting stoned. He's you know, 
didn't play much footy, but fuck, he loved it. <laughs> Came back with chlamydia. He was fucking loving it. No, you put a uh, Gatorade over it. You're fine, mate. <laughs> yeah, so when he when he moved to uh, to Melbourne, uh, oh no, he in in. In 1952, he moved in with the Melbourne senior coach Norm Smith. Now, if you if you're a teammate of Ron's, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about someone living with the coach? In 1952, so he'd have been quite young, you know. First, yeah, of, yeah. he was playing under 19. Under 19s, yeah, sure, sure. Gee, wow. Well, doesn't Rioli live with the coach at the minute right now in Richmond? Oh, I think you might be right. But as a teammate, you'd be like, oh, oh, he's getting a game again, is he? Oh, what a surprise. Oh, well, as a player, you'd be thinking, I don't want to live with the coach. I don't want the coach knowing that I'm coming <laughs> back at, you know, midnight. And even if I'm, I'm, you know, even if they have no no problem with that, mm. I still don't want to think that they may have a problem with that. And that's yeah. why I avoided being an AFL player over my lifetime. Yep, yep. Just to make the but, coach feel at ease. But as a coach of junior teams, you have young boys stay all the time. <laughs> Adam, that's before it was the a bit of a <laughs> it was a bit of a hero, Ron. Because uh, remember, a few years back, he he stopped a a, a lady from getting punched. That's right, down in St Kilda, down near St Kilda yeah, Beach on New Year's Eve. But also back in the uh, in 1962. He and a teammate, Tazzy Johnson, helped save the life of a Greek migrant, Tom Gavrilos, from a fiery crash in Fitzroy. Oh, my God. And, uh, and Barras and Jono were returning home from a picnic. Oh. Isn't that nice? Delightful. He's out with a teammate. Yeah. He's just going, hey, what are, you, um, what are you doing on Sunday? Like, after the game, because they all played on Saturday afternoons back then, so they could have. Like, hey, you wanna, do you want to go for... Do you want to go for a picnic in Fitzroy? He goes, yeah, actually, that sounds really nice, Ron. But also, Fitzroy back then probably wasn't that wasn't that nice. So oh, maybe go to Edinburgh Gardens, point. maybe. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking a bit rough and runny back then. Yeah, but I remember. Um, uh, do you remember the um opening ceremony of the 2016 Commonwealth Games? He was like one of the main features of that. He was like almost like the the hero torchbearer at the end of the uh the baton relay. Well, I was saying he walked on water. He walked across the Yarra. Um, yeah, I think that mainly has to do with pollution, but he... <laughs> so they say here when he left uh, Melbourne in 64 to go to Carlton, uh, Melbourne supporters were in tears, including one Demons fan who had trained her parrot to say, come on, Ron. That's awesome. That's awesome. Come on, Ron. Come on, Ron. That's awesome. You go, I'm going to... So when he changed, like what, what happened to the bird? That's what I want to know. Did she just go, it just went, come on, Ron. It's just click. Just break the fucking parrot's neck. <laughs> I'll give you one last. <laughs> come on. You say come on, Ron, again, mate. And we are fucking on. Low dog, come on, Ron. Low, low dog, Ron. Low dog. <laughs> low dog. Okay. We'll wrap up with uh, a few footballers in real life, mate. Uh, I love let it. Let me get it up. Uh, from Anthony. Uh, would you? My computer's gone weird. We'll get it back. We're fine. Last Friday, my wife and I returned from a nine-day cruise with friends and picked up the car for a 10-hour drive from Sydney to New South Wales, north coast. Yes, it's near Byron Bay. And, Adam, Mm. we're doing very well. (laughs) Our travelling companions, however, flew back to Coolangatta and whilst waiting for their virgin flight, were confronted with nearly 30 fit big men in shades of red. The entire Swan squad was cruising through the airport heading south for the Bulldogs game. 
They knew it was the Swans as they recognised Buddy. They couldn't have named any other though. In brackets, bloody league fans. Extremely jealous. Oh, worst. Extremely jealous, but a 10-hour drive home on the first day of school holidays was way more preferable. A great time to catch up on podcasts. Missed while on sea. And uh, one here, here. Oh, no, actually. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Does, does, does junk time not get broadcast at sea? Well, no, no, no. They, they load it up and they... Uh, oh, well, you know, international waters. And, you know, you know that's... Uh, <laughs> True. Anything goes. Uh, here's one from Oren. Oren? Oren. Oren? Oren. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Can happily... I can email... Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, I saw Ben Brown today. Ray Cafe in Brunswick. Sitting with his wife and one other. Probably taking advantage of the cafe's vegan menu. Is a big Ben Brown vegan. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but uh, maybe that just he was saying that it has a vegan menu. Yeah, and gotcha. he was uh, he was getting into it. But uh, Ray's Cafe is on Victoria Street. It's a lovely cafe. I used to live around the corner from that. Never ah, saw Ben Brown though. Junk time is but out it was there. A while ago. The hunt for where yeah. Rosie lives continues. <laughs> yes, <laughs> was taken back down. by how tall he was when he stood up to leave. Big Big Ben, a big dude, and uh, kicked a bunch of goals to get the Hawks yesterday. Boo. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Rosie, uh, where do you get the uh, stubby holders for the uh, Big Cartel? Uh, Bigcartel.junktime.com. And uh, we've still got some stubby holders hanging out. And you know what? I think there's going to be a call for some new uh, stubby holders coming up very shortly. I think I think we need to do a new batch. <laughs> Sweet. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Bye. Just can't get over the fact that there's no real screen. <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.